Welcome to the June 14th, 2009 edition of Take Him With You. I'm Rick Moyer. I'm so glad you joined me. This week, part two of my interview with Jen and Dave, my new glasses, and are you addicted to Farmtown? So glad that you have joined me for this week's edition of Take Him With You, the podcast that is spiritual, not religious. I'm Rick Moyer, and I'm so glad you're with me today. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about my new glasses I got. I had a fun eye exam. That's always exciting. Uh, my honors English teacher tracked me down. That's always fun. Uh, plus, uh, let's let's talk about Farm Town on Facebook. Something's out of control here. I think if she watched Empire, she would want to watch Jedi. The way that Lucas planned it... Um Star Wars A New Hope was supposed to be able to stand on its own. Mm-hmm. And so it does have a conclusion. That's why we you know, chose... It's not like watching Fellowship yeah. of the Ring where you're like, oh, I just sat here for three hours yeah. and this stupid <laughs> story just started. <laughs> it's not stupid. I know. I know. Of course it's not stupid. I love it. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. You really need to listen to the Anomaly podcast this week. They just put out what they call their mini skirt uh, broadcast, which means it's a smaller one than their, their usual broadcast. They're so funny. Geeky girls. Come on, ladies. Anyway, they uh, just did a review of the new Star Trek movie, and uh, they got all sorts of feedback from it. And boy, they had some great opinions, and you really should listen to the show. It's very fun. If you if you like Star Trek and you watch the new movie, you definitely a must list. Head on over to theanomalypodcast.com and check out The Anomaly Podcast with Angela and Jen. Okay, guess what time it is? Time to find out what's going on at Rick's house. I love this part. Of course, I I live there. (laughs) So the other day, I got a phone call from a friend who said, Rick, how long has it been since you got your eyes checked? And, you know, uh, because I I have been diagnosed with diabetes, um, you're supposed to get your eyes checked so that you don't go blind. I mean... It's an important thing, you know? So anyway, I don't have uh, optical insurance, and so I just kind of put it off because there's other expenses, you know, when you're raising kids and having a family. Uh, Anyway, um, my friend called back a couple hours after that and said, hey, look it, I just feel like I need to pay for your your, uh, visit to the eye doctor. Well, first off, that is very kind, and I was just, just blown away by that. I thought that was really cool. I mean, that's like, you know... 80 bucks worth of a visit to go see the eye doctor, you know. And then to top that off, he said, and get, if you need glasses, get glasses, and I'll make sure you're okay with that. But have them make sure that they check for uh, any damage from diabetes. So I go to the eye doctor. I never met this man before. Right across the street from my dentist, go figure. And I go in, and I'm filling out the paperwork. And then the lady asks, what do you do for a living, Rick? And I went, I'm a podcaster. And then the whole, it's like, it was an E.F. Hutton commercial. Everybody stops and they all looked over, everybody in the office looked at me and she goes, what's a podcaster? 
Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they'd never heard that before. So she said, well, that's the first time I've ever written that down. So I got to explain to everybody what a podcast was and so on and so forth. So I go back, and, of course, they have these great machines now, and they put you – it's like science fiction. I didn't mind at all. And uh, you put your head in this thing, and they strap you in, and then they push this button, and it checks your eyes. And I see a little farmhouse off in the distance, and it reminds me of Farmtown. I'll explain that later. And uh, then they put me in this other chair. They look, they puff, you know, look in my eyes. And then they, the eye doctor comes in and talks to me. And then he drops these drops in my eyes. And then they have me go and try out frames and all this stuff. And of course, my eyes are starting to dilate now because they need to look way back in the back of my eye to see if there's any damage. And uh, now they're telling you to pick out frames. Why do they have you have your eyes dilated before you pick out the frames? Because slowly but surely you go, you know, you go all fuzzy and you can't see. Well, anyway, we we spent quite a bit of time looking at frames. That was the my friend Marcy. I grew up with Marcy. She happened to be the receptionist there. So small world. Anyway, we were talking, and so I said, I really want some nice geeky glasses because I really I'm a geek and I really like that. So she's looking at me like I'm really weird. But we go through all these different glass frames until we finally find a nice thick set of Buddy Holly glasses uh, by Tommy Hilfiger. Figer. How do you say that? I don't even know how to say that. All I know is they're funky. And you can take a look at our at the webpage and our blog, and uh, you can see my new glasses at www.takehimwithyou.com. They're cool. Yeah, they are. I, I feel like, of course, I can see now. I can see the frame when I'm looking out, and I d- couldn't see that before because they're a lot thicker as far as the, the frame is concerned. But, hey, they're cool anyway. But what cool technology. So they sit me back in the chair, and they're looking down in the back of my eye, and they take pictures of it. And I tried to get the JPEGs to put on my blog and share with you. But uh, for, you know, whatever, malpractice suits and all that other insurance garbage, they wouldn't let me take the JPEGs with me. So I couldn't show you what my eyeball looks like. (laughs) Well, anyway, long story short, my eyes are fine. And that's very cool. No sign of any damage whatsoever. And they're very healthy. My eye pressure was great. And so now, uh, within five days, I had my new glasses and I'm wearing them and I'm getting used to them and I like them. And now you can see them. So there, you have to take a look on the blog at the website takehimwithyou.com eyeglasses get your eyes checked and um yeah as 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 fate would have it i'm sitting here recording on a nice pleasant summer afternoon here in aberdeen washington and the guys across the the way here are sandblasting or or pressure washing the house and going to paint it so if you hear people in the background just you know you're at my house relax enjoy the the amp the ambient neighborhood it'll be fantastic lovey yeah Sorry. Oh, guess what happened to me? Um, as you know, my wife and I do a, a weekly encouragement newsletter. It comes out every Monday morning, and you can sign up for that at our website as well. Um, anyway, I do that every morning, and guess what happened? My honors English teacher from uh, junior high and high school found me and read my newsletter, and uh, she's such a wonderful inspiration. One of the reasons I like science fiction is because she got me hooked on writing short stories and getting into speech class and all this stuff when I was a kid, and she found me, and she told me how much she enjoyed what Amy and I were doing, and then proceeded to correct me on my grammar. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) That's why I like to speak, because you know you can talk, and and writing skills are not that important when you're talking, but uh, I guess when you do a newsletter, you have to write with good grammar. Uh, I'm probably not even 
doing that right. But anyway, I laughed so hard. So I wrote her back and I said, you know, that is really cool. And she goes, I hope you're not offended by me correcting your grammar. I said, absolutely not. I'm, I'm a lifelong learner and I'd like to learn how to write better. So then she suggested getting a couple of books or a, a, a paperback that I could get that I could read to brush up on my English skills. So I'm taking her up on it and I'm going to do that. And so you're going to notice in the newsletter, it won't be written as poorly as I thought. <laughs> grammar grammar but i thought that was funny that my english teacher found me on facebook facebook you know i talked about that last week here we are again and speaking of facebook a tragedy occurred uh, late last night or maybe early evening last night um on the 6th or no on the on the 7th of june 2009 a great a great no the 8th it was the 8th of june in the evening I don't know why I can't remember what day it was. But anyway, a great tragedy occurred when posts all over Facebook were asking, can you get to Farmtown? Can, can, you, can you get to Farmtown? Can, can, I can't get to Farmtown. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I've got some crops coming up. I, can you get to Farmtown? Okay, what Farmtown is, is a virtual farm that has been created where you are the farmer. Let's go take a look at my farm, and you can see this on YouTube if you want to go to my channel. It's youtube.com slash rickmoyer777, and uh, you can see my farm. Let's take a look at it. Um, okay, so what you do is, is basically it's a virtual, it's a virtual um, farm that you take care of and tend. And so we'll just join up here, and you can see... You can see that I've got several farm animals and, and some things. And, and, and what you do is, is you plant crops. Like over here, I've got, I've got some corn that I, uh, that I, uh, I have planted. And I've got a plowed field and, you know, a rabbit and a turkey and some other things. And basically what you do is, is different items take different times to actually uh, come to fruition. We're going to go down here and we're going to harvest. Yeah, you, you click on the little harvest button. And you go over to, uh, let's say, a crop that you um, have planted, if you can see that. And let's see if I have anything that I can can harvest for you. Let's see. Do I have anything? Uh, oh, I do. I have a tomato field that's ready to harvest. So let's do that. Let's just click on that. And then we're going to harvest and we're going to sell those or store them. Then we come down here to this little icon and we go to the store and we have some tomatoes and, and we're gonna go sell them at the market. So we get to the market and see there's all of our virtual farmer friends. And you say, I wanna sell my gifts, show me the prices. 140 coins for, um, for the tomatoes. I say sell them and then I'm just gonna go back home. And, uh, and here I go, I'm going back to my farm now. And there's my farm, my virtual farm. I used to have an orchard, but I don't get enough for the trees. And, and then see, so you can plant crops too. And see, this gets highly addictive. For some reason, it's fun to water your farm or, or to plant seeds and grow and make money. See, I've got money there. And, and then you can buy things and like other crops and things and you can grow them. And don't ask me why, but it's stupidly addicting. And the dumb music makes me crazy. And here's here. What I did is I I, I thought I would um, I thought I, w I thought I would write six things that can tell you if you're addicted to Farmtown. Are you ready? I want you to I want you to think for a moment if this is true about you. If you're on Facebook and you have Farmtown, you ready? Coming in at number six. You know you're addicted to Farmtown when you lay awake at night, concerned about what to give your friends 
that are on farm town with you because you can give gifts every day. Um, how about number five? You reschedule your appointments around the time that your crops are due to be harvested. Yeah, your real life appointments. You start. Yeah. You know you're addicted then. You know you're addicted when you can't understand why everyone on Facebook wouldn't want to have Farm Town. Yeah, that's true. How about this one? Um, you know you're addicted to Farm Town when you started signing um, or signing on more often to check and see if your farm is doing okay. Yeah, that's not good. How about this? When things in real life are beginning to remind you of Farm Town. It's true. And then last but not least, the number one thing, you know you're addicted to Farm Town if you start twitching when the Farm Town servers are down. It happened last night. People were freaking out. But here, here's what I found. I found that Farm Town is kind of fun. And I have to admit that the other day, my wife and I were on a walk uh, through the neighborhood, and uh, we went past this one uh, valley that had a bunch of rhododendrons, and those are a pretty different colored flowers on these bushes and I immediately thought I needed to harvest them because they were ready because the fruit trees on Harvest Town when they are ready they show up little colors on them so I was willing to go and harvest and then at the eye doctor there was this little barn you had to look at to, to focus on and I thought of Farm Town it's bad it's really bad somebody saved me from Farm Town I mean my own vegetable garden isn't getting watered because I'm playing Farm Town there's something wrong with that. Hi, I'm Rick. I'm addicted to Farm Town. Hi, Rick. Give me peace one day at a time to keep away from Farm Town. I'm a virtual farmer. I just can't help it. I can't help myself. I'm a virtual farmer. I'm a virtual farmer. I'm a virtual farmer. All right, forget it. I gotta go harvest my crops. See ya. How cool is this podcast? That means that you, excellent people who are listening to these cool podcasts, are even more cooler. How cool is that? So once you finish listening to this podcast, why don't you come over to our podcast and give us a go? We're called Waffle On. You can find us on iTunes. Simply type in Waffle On. Or go to our webpage and you'll find us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. We do TV. We talk about classic TV from 1960 to 1990. You'll find everything here, from sci-fi to comedy, from drama to thriller. Come and check us out. We're called Waffle On. Well, it's time once again for Words of Wisdom on Take Him With You. Today we're in James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. Here's what it says. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in humility that come from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace rave a harvest or raise a harvest of righteousness. And there you go, that's your words of wisdom. By the way, I just want to put a plug in for the midweek booster. All this month of June, we are going through the book of James. In fact, if you uh, go to the website, takehimwithyou.com, you can listen to a chapter every week. And I thought it'd be fun just to, to 
to uh, present part of that here on the program today. So tune in every week for Take Him With You and the Midweek Booster. And that's your words of wisdom. Well, today you're listening to show number 20 of Take Him With You. Actually, we've had about 40 broadcasts, but 20 of them, particularly on the Sundays that uh, we put them out, uh, have been very fun and exciting and got you lots of information, shared my life with you a little bit. And uh, I'm here to report that we've had some great listenership. Uh, We're up into at least over 1,000 downloads in a month, and uh, we have seven, almost 8,000 hits to the website and uh, all sorts of people coming to check it out. And I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that has contributed so far and helped with this. Also want to let you know that Amy and I are in need of your help. Um, Amy's working. I'm doing some side jobs, some web work, and some other things to supplement our income. But we would really love to be able to just to do the podcast and the weekly encouragement full time because there's many, many people that need to be encouraged. That's our vision and our and our dream to be able to do this podcast and our newsletter full time to encourage people all around the world and to share a message of hope. If you'd like to help us with that, you can donate to us by going to takehimwithyou.com. Switching on to the uh, or clicking on to the donate button, or you can sign up for our newsletter and subscribe to the newsletter for $20 every month. That would greatly help us to be able to bring this program to you every single week. If you like it, give a little bit. If everybody that listened to the show and enjoyed it gave a little, we'd have more than enough to pay the bills. We're not looking to get rich off of this, we're simply wanting to, to pay for the household and be able to encourage people all around the world. So if you can't help us, please do so. All right. Thanks so much again for all of you that have supported. And thanks for all of your prayers, too. We really, really appreciate it. We hope that every week we encourage you. Give us some feedback. Send us an email at rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. Thanks. We'll be back with the second half of our interview with Jen and Dave right after some messages from my cool friends. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Trex in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at trexinsci-fi.com. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You... Why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series, The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo!
Thanks again for downloading or listening to Take Him With You this week. Uh, last week, we started into a subject called Surviving Churchianity. Now, I know some people—I've got lots of different feedback. People, Some people really enjoy the program. Some people were like, oh, I don't know. This is an uncomfortable subject. But the goal of this is not to rank at all on church, the organized church. The goal of this is to talk about the feelings on either side of people that go to church and people that don't go to church, or people that have been hurt in church, or people that have been blessed in church. Really, it's just kind of raising the awareness level of how to treat people and what is church all about according to the Bible. Now, what we discovered on our last episode was that the church really is a body of believers that come together and do things for God. That's what the church is. It isn't necessarily a building with four walls, even though there are places called churches that people attend. And I mean, I go to church every Sunday, and so I understand that. But really, church is a bigger a bunch of people that believe in God all together doing cool things and and uh, assembling themselves together in whatever form they are, maybe over the internet or in a community or uh, wherever, but believers coming together to do God's work. And basically that's the church. So I want to preface the second half of the interview by saying I am in no way trying to say to folks that church is a bad thing, um, but I am saying that ch- that the, the organized church isn't perfect, like no establishment here on the earth is really perfect. I mean, we all make mistakes because we're made up of people, and people make mistakes, and there needs to be a lot of grace involved in people's lives. So please understand that, and uh, I'm not advocating that you not go to church, but at the same time, I want you to know that I think it's very, m- it's very, very important for you to have a relationship with God first before you make church so important. Now, I think that's biblically supported. Uh, If you look in the Bible and you start reading it, you'll find that a relationship with God is very, very important. I remember an old Scott Wesley Brown um, song that uh, he did uh, called I'm Not Religious, I Just Love the Lord, and the lyrics in that song were just fantastic. Uh, Let me read those for you. Here's Here's what he says. He says, well, there's no doubt about it. I really, really want to shout it now singing, I'm not religious, I just love the Lord. Well, you can go to church every Sunday and think it's kind of neat, but the good Lord wants your love full-time seven days a week. And you can give everything away you own and even give it to the poor. But listen, my friend, in the end, you got to love the Lord. No doubt about it, I really, really want to shout it now, singing, I'm not religious anymore. There's no doubt about it, I really, really want to shout it, singing, I'm not religious, I just love the Lord. Well, you can look real pious, even spiritual, dressed up in your pride, but religion's just a mask you wear and God sees who you hide. Acting like a Pharisee, pretending you're a saint, fooling everyone you know, but God don't need your stained glass faith. He just wants your soul. Don't go to church before you go to Jesus. Don't go to church before you go to Jesus. And those are are lyrics by a guy named Scott Wesley Brown, who is basically echoing what the Bible says, and it's so important that we come to God before we come to an institution. And I think so many people get it switched around, and they'll come to church, or they'll come to an organized religion type of thing, and and that's what they begin to worship instead of worshiping God. And that's really sad, because a lot of people, the reason we have so many really tough people to work with in churches and, and places like that is because people are worshiping the system and not worshiping the God. And and that's that's where we have a problem with. I mean, I think that happens in, in a lot of different areas, and I think that's why people get burned so much in church. 
So please understand, I'm not saying don't go to church, but I am saying this. Come to God first, and then church should be a place you can go to learn about Him and to grow in your faith. But uh, really, the first thing you need to do, is, as far as I'm concerned, and, and what I had to do is I had to come to know God personally first. So let me play you the second half of the interview. I think you'll find it very, very good and fun. And then I want to play a song to encourage you and uh, bless you. How's that sound? Okay, here's part two of my interview. Amy and I interviewed Jen and Dave from Texas on surviving churchianity. Here's part two. And I, I think you're right, Jen. I think there's always going to be a place for the traditional, um, you know, stuff that we grew up on kind of thing. But I, I'm, you know, really, if you read some of the articles and things that are going on today and, and hear some people's perspective, we have a, we have a big crisis going on in the young people in our country. Mm-hmm. And it's part of it is, is they're not engaging in the traditional church model anymore because it's so, backwards to what they're I mean I love it when I hear read an article where, where a church uses Twitter you know mm-hmm. I mean they use it to like write in service or mm-hmm. or a pastor will take cell phone uh, text messages to an, like a question and answer night right from the platform how cool is that have you ever heard of Father Roderick yes yes and it's so cool. I, I have him on my tweet list. Yes, he's on my Twitter. And I, I love – I've actually gone and watched him do his program. Mm-hmm. Is he the guy that was ride, rode the bicycle and got lost? Yeah, is, he's the guy that <laughs> – he, he tweeted one morning. It was so funny. On a Sunday morning, he's – what does he live in, Holland or somewhere? Yeah. Well, anyway, he got on his bicycle and drove, got to the wrong church. To get up and give mass, and it was the wrong place. He realized he went to the wrong church. So he got on his bike and drove to the right church, and by the time he got there, another priest was filling in for him, but he was so embarrassed. <laughs> but isn't that funny <laughs> that, that we all so we cute. all know that because well, he's on my Twitter and, list. <laughs> and that's, you know, it's just so real, you know, that yeah. it was so cute. <laughs> yeah, very, very interesting. Well, now I have a great question for, for the both of you. What do you find, because, uh, you know, what do you find to be the most satisfying about serving God? What do you love the most? Um, what do I love the most? Well, there there's a feeling you get from doing that that cannot be com- compared to, to anything else. Um, when well, when you're doing something for God and you you're doing it because you want to, and not because you feel pressured to do it. Someone's not asking you to do it. You do it because you want to. And there's some need that you're feeling that another pe- person has. I think for me, it's it's that feeling of, of doing that. Um, I can't explain it other than that. It's just a feeling. Well, is it, it, Go ahead, Dave. The, the feeling, again, I'm going to go back to the work-related um, it's especially uh, satisfying or rewarding when you you don't have you know you you might get a handshake or a thank you out of it, but they don't make they being you know, the people who are organizing it or whatever they don't make an issue out of it. They don't right. they don't try and bring you to the forefront and right. hand you a plaque or, or a, applaud you. Right. It's, it's right. Like, that's a turn off when they do that, because then you kind of they take away from you what the whole reason you're doing it. 
know. Right. Well, I mean, and that's biblical too, if you think about it, because um, if we get our reward here on earth, then we don't get, we don't really get the satisfaction and the reward from heaven um, like we're supposed to when we get it from the earth or from the earthly things. So, yeah, that's biblical. And the reason it says that is, you know, so that's not your goal, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're not doing it to get that pat on the back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I remember one time um, I had asked your opinion, Jen, and I thought you gave a great response. And for people listening, you know that I ask on the podcast, I'll ask for support, you know, for, for taking with you. And I remember um, other podcasts will say who they're donate, you know, who donates to them. And, and I thought, well, maybe I'm supposed to do that. So I remember <laughs> writing you a quick email. Do you think I should do that? And you wrote back and said, no, I think that would be just a little bit. Um, it just kind of it doesn't work for what you're doing. You know, and I got a kick out of that because I thought, well, you know, I know I'm kind of on the edge doing this, but gosh, you know, I don't want to offend anybody by not thanking them publicly, you know. And then I got to thinking that'd be like going, that'd be like getting up in a church service and and reading off who gave that week. Yeah. And say, and by the way, thank you so much. And uh, we have a gold seat painted for you that you'll get to sit on this Sunday. (laughs) So, yeah, thank you for uh, for knowing your Bible. That's a good thing, Jen. All right. <laughs> okay, so people listening right now, we've got several different types of people that listen to the program, and there are probably some people that listen that go to church every Sunday and Wednesday and every day, you know, time the doors are open. And there's others that don't go to church, and others that go to church maybe uh, the Christmas and Easter time folks. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you guys a question, you and uh, Dave, you and, and Jen. Do you feel guilty that you aren't going to church? Uh, no, um, because I think if I was feeling guilty, there would be an underlying tone that wouldn't be right. Mm-hmm. I think I say that, but um, if I were to feel guilty, it would have to be a, a, a you know something that God would lay on my heart. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't feel guilty, you know, that I need to, uh, make a presence, you know, uh, make a, uh, you know, make my, my presence known to, to people because that, that's the wrong reason to go. Right. A lot of people go for that reason though. Right. Right. How about well, you? How about you, Jen? Do you feel guilty? Sometimes I do. Yeah. And for the, it's hard to explain. I don't know how to. I, I, I always liken it to, you know, my my desire to go to church is like a tether, you know, that holds me to God, I guess. And mm-hmm. I feel like a, a tether ball, you know, being swung around a pole, you know, and it, it sometimes I come really close, and then sometimes I go really far out. And mm-hmm. when I'm really close, I. I feel guilty, you know, that I'm not going to church. And and then I have to ask myself, now, what was it about the church that I I wanted so much to, you know, to be there? What is it? You know, mm-hmm. oftentimes if we weren't at church when we were members, or one of us would go and the other wouldn't, David would tell tell our Sunday school teacher that I was visiting the Church of St. Mattress. And... <laughs> <laughs> The Sunday school teacher really thought that was another church. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> pastor sleep number. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, what what was the reason why I loved going so much? I mean, again, I have to go back to the recharge, the feeling that you know I I'd gone all week um, trying to be you know full of God, and then at, towards the end of the week it all kind of drained out, and going back to church and I'm filled back up, you know. Right. I think I missed that about it, but the other aspect is that there doesn't need to be four walls you know to constitute mm-hmm. church if if you believe in god and and you pray and you study the bible and you, you try i mean there wasn't wasn't always a church and people were together mm-hmm. you know loving god mm-hmm. when there was no such thing as a building with a steeple you're right and so mm-hmm. i have to remind myself of that too but there are benefits like we've talked about earlier there's sure, sure. and yeah sometimes i do feel guilty for not going do you, do you, um, both of you, do you feel closer to God now than you have in the past? I mean, be, with, with the, uh, kind of, the camaraderie we've kind of built up on the internet and, and I know you guys have other believer, friends that are believers and stuff. Do you feel that, that, um, that your, your walk with God is good right now? No. <laughs> well, that's I honest. Know that's not the answer that you wanted to be able to put on your, your podcast. But, no, uh, that, that's okay. Okay, so so how about you, Jen? I agree with Dave. Yeah, um, I think that I told you this before that um, when I first met you on Trucks and Sci-Fi, the forum, I felt like remember how we were talking about how God uses people, mm-hmm. and there never has, there's always been um, times in my life when I've known that God has put something in my my path to remind me of His presence. Mm-hmm. And I guess in that time when I first started visiting Trex and Sci-Fi, I was going through a really hard time with a friend of mine that I met at church, and she's one of the reasons why I don't go anymore. And I just didn't want anything to do with anybody there anymore. And on that board, I mean, after a while, I met this guy named Rick, who was a geek just like me and was um, not afraid to talk about God. And I think I, my first email to you was like, kind of just like a, a confession of all the things that I was angry about, you know, with regards to the church. Mm-hmm. And we started our rapport that way. And so I just, um, I, every time that I felt like I was away from God, there has always been someone like you to push me back and remind me. And it's, and I'd, I know that there are going to be people who think, well, that's weird. Shouldn't you always be, you know, believer and and have faith and know god and isn't that what you christians are all about but it's not easy it's not it's not to i mean i believe in god and it makes me sad when people um put him down or reject him and so i know that i still still love god but it's hard to stay close to him it's hard, it's hard to make time to read the word it's hard to make time to pray it's hard to remind myself that i need to do those things to stay connected Right. But knowing people like you helps me, and that's probably part of the reason why there's a church, you know. Exactly, I, I think I think that's the reason, and and I think I think honestly, I think we all need to change our mindset on what that means. And if 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 it when it says do not forsake the assembling of one another in the Bible, that's what it, that's what people use when they say, well, you should go to church. Um, I really think that means um, a lot big more than just going to a place with four walls. I think it means 
plugging your gifts and your talents in with other believers and using them to reach people and to and to do what you've been called to do in your life. And uh, I think we really do need to change our mindset because I think a lot of times we, we feel guilty or we feel down on ourselves for specific things that aren't necessarily – we shouldn't be feeling guilty about it. I mean we should we should be – um, excited, you know, what adventure a lot, you know, is, is awaiting for us, you know, tomorrow without worrying so much about what other people think. I, I, I like what you said, Dave, is, is, you know, it's not about the, the, uh, what other people think. It's more about what God thinks. Mm-hmm. And I would just say to both of you, and I'll say this right on the podcast, I'll just say that I think God loves you and cares about you. And I think he is, um, using you much more than you realize. And, uh, I just, I think that's, it's very interesting, uh, because I think there's a lot of people listening to the program right now that, that feel the same way as you guys do. And, and I just, I'll just speak to everyone that's listening right now and just say, listen, if you're sucking air and you believe in Jesus, <laughs> that is a good thing. And you know what? God loves you and cares about you and he's got some great things. And whether you feel near or far away from him, he's always willing to be closer. And I think, I think for us, we go through seasons and I, I don't like the seasons. I mean, I much prefer to be in summer all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys probably not as much because it gets really hot in Texas. Spring <laughs> is good. Yeah. Yep. But for, yeah, spring, okay, you guys would want to be in spring all the time. Here in Grace Harbor, we would want to be in summer all the time. Mm-hmm. But we go through some winters, and it's it's not the greatest in the world. We have nine months of rain. Nine months of rain. 10, so there's some times 11. when, you know, but in our own <laughs> spiritual walks with God, all of us personally, there are times when it feels drier, we feel far away, and then there's times when we feel close. And I, I know you guys have experienced that, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and all I can say to everybody is, hey, everybody, we're all in the same boat, but we're not all going through the same season at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the nice part about Jesus is that he is he is only a prayer away. He's only a moment away. And we can walk many steps away from him. But you know what? He's like that faithful puppy dog. No, I shouldn't compare Jesus to a puppy dog, should I? But he is. And and uh, he just walks right next to us. He's he's not even it doesn't even surprise him. Some of the things we get into, you know, and all we have to do is turn around and there he is. That's the beauty of Christianity. It's so different than all the other religions in the world because all the other ones you have to work up and you know go through all these rituals and routines and you got to do all these different things just to say okay now do you accept me god christianity is totally different it says uh, you know what i jesus says i accept you and i love you just the way you are i know you're struggling but i'm right here for you don't don't sweat it just turn to me and and follow me and and we're good that is pretty tremendous mm-hmm. and i think that's what grace is all about so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's a great question then. Since we all are in the same boat, since since everybody on this podcast, at this all four of us are believers in Christ, what advice do you have to someone who may be listening that says, you know what? This is so strange. I've got this inkling inside of me that says I need to know God. What would you recommend to people if they wanted to know God? Or better at least? Knowing better, I think it would be um, talk to someone who uh, has a grace mind. You know, somebody who's who's not going to you know beat you over the head. And if and if they were to come across somebody like that, it's okay to get a second opinion. <laughs> Find somebody, or even 
an audio tape or a book that can give you guidance in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's where it all really lies, is, is in the Bible. Uh, the the book or the tape or, or the, the friend who is a Christian or the, the, the elder who can can point out some some scriptures that are are um, good foundations uh, in in the Bible and also can be easily understood. Mm-hmm. Start start with that and just you know just explore it. Don't don't try and make anything deep out of it. But just like I said, just read or listen and let God you know speak to you. Good good advice. It's great. What about you, Jen? Um, I would add to that a little bit and then follow it up, but um, I think that person that you talk to should be someone you trust, mm-hmm. first of all, because the, I'm going to be straight with you. There are going to be people out there who claim to be Christians and know God, and it's, like I said earlier, just something they put on. It's like a suit they put on on Sunday, you know. Right. They, they may mislead you, so... Rick is a good person to talk to. If you're <laughs> curious about God, email him. And he'll, he's not going to beat it over your head. He's not going to, you know, shove a Bible in your face. And he's just going to talk to you um, in words you understand and be honest with you and, and uh, down to earth. So yeah. that's what I would add. And then the follow-up to that, I guess I would say, is I've heard people say several times, I'm not religious. And I just want to let people know that that knowing God is not a religion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's faith. It's it's um, a belief in in some higher power, something that created Earth and people and cares about us and loves us. And um, it's not a religion. Religion is a ritual. It's a thing that you do that sometimes gets used wrong to show off that hey, look at me. I'm, you know, I believe in God, you know, shine that spotlight on me. I'm going to do a dance and, you know, pass the tray and get some money. You know? <laughs> it's, um, I don't want people to think that believing in God is, is religion because that's not. Yeah. It's much more about a relationship with God than yeah. it is going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's hard to explain. Um, you starting with, with what David said is a good point, but at some at some point when you feel like, okay, now what? Then you open your heart and you pray to God and you say, God, I don't know what this thing is. <laughs> you know, it's a Christianity thing, but I, I'm i interested in knowing you and I want you to, to come into my life. I want you to, to talk to me. I want you to teach me. And that doesn't mean that magically you're going to be, you know, a great Christian right from the start. It's a growth. And some people and all people, who, who believe in God will never stop growing in their faith. They're never going to be perfect. We are not perfect people at all. Let me just tell you that right now. Yeah, neither are we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not to be like the person you want to look up to and go, oh, look at Jen. She's so wonderful. No. And they're, we're just like you. We struggle all the time. Yeah. We're not perfect. We do stupid things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure many people who don't believe, I mean, who've seen people who claim to be Christians who shake their finger in your face and and call you names and um say you're going to hell um that's that's not what it's about that's not what being christian is about so don't be don't be afraid of learning about god because you've run into people like that 
That's um, very that's very good. There, it's just something that you need to. You don't need to, but it's probably best that you just do what David said to do first, and then say the prayer that I mentioned. So very very cool. Okay. So we, we've talked a little bit about some advice from you guys on, on people that are maybe searching for God. Um, are you, are both of you happy that you, that you're a Christian? I mean, are, are, is it, if you had to do it all over again, would you pick a different type of thing or, or is this something that's, that's, that you're, you're thankful for? I would, I would do it all over again. Um, I think, my faith has been very helpful to me in my life and particularly um, knowing Jesus and knowing that, that he died for my sins and that um, the things that I've done that are ugly and not so great have been forgiven. It's not, doesn't mean that, that I can just go willy nilly through life doing whatever the, whatever the heck I want to. Oh, like greasy grace. Yeah. yeah. I do whatever I want. It doesn't matter. God loves me. So I think that mm, believing in God and, and um, being um, a Christian in particular has been a strength and not a weakness to me. And even though I have been made fun of <laughs> for being a Christian, um, my own family members, I have had some people call me a holy roller. Which um, sounds silly to some people, but when uh, when God is is your life, that really hurts, especially when it's someone you love who says it. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I I was called Reverend Ricky and Jimmy Swaggart and everything else, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they don't call me that much anymore. But mm-hmm. you know now they respect because it's not just a fad. They thought it was just a fad that I was going through, mm-hmm. and now it's a little bit different. Now they actually ask for prayer, which is kind of cool. They can call me Reverend Ricky if they want, I guess. Yeah. Only they didn't mean it bad. Oh, they meant it bad. At least they're listening now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not offended by that anymore. <laughs> it was hurtful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, golly, you guys. They don't real. I, I think a lot of people don't realize how uh, how deep our faith is. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. when when God forgives, I mean, I mean, when I said the prayer to receive Christ in my heart. He really did forgive me. I had some dark things. I still have dark things that God forgives me of, you know, but it was, it's, it's really deep. It's not like, it's, it's not just like, wow. It, it's not like a, a hobby. It's, it's real. It's deep inside of me. And if anything's going to turn the emotional crank on in me, it's going to be my faith in God. So when someone makes fun of it or, or, you know, or slams me for it, that's, that cuts to the core. Mm-hmm. It's really hard sometimes, but, uh, well, it's kind of like your relationship with your spouse or mm-hmm. uh, your best friend or yeah. your mother or, you know, someone you're really close to and then someone mocks that, you know, oh, it's gosh. like, ow. <laughs> well, I, I would imagine, Dave, that if somebody ever said anything bad about Jen or assaulted her in front of you, you and probably not if, if even if they did something bad when you weren't around, you'd be after them. I, I had to show restraint. <laughs> Uh, and, and assess each situation. Yeah. As they come. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's because you love her very much. And same with Amy and I. I just, 
you know, you don't mess with my wife and my kids. That just, it just doesn't, that hurts down deep. But that's because it's that, it's that relationship. It's a deep relationship. And our faith in God is very much like that. So mm-hmm. when somebody, you know, says to me something like, well, you're this or that or, or, or paints me with the same brush as all, all these other people, that really, boy, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. It really challenges me. And then I get to, uh, demonstrate my, <clears throat> my Christian control. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> That's difficult, isn't it? It is. It's kind of hard is. to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's straight and narrow. So, um, let me be so bold as to say there may be a lot of people out there listening and they've heard your advice and they've, if they listen to the podcast at all, they know that there was a moment in my life where I committed my, my heart over to God. I would wonder if people listening right now, um, maybe maybe people have been listening to the program in progression. If they haven't, they can always go back. That's the beauty of on demand. But but maybe you're listening, and I don't know. Maybe you just maybe you are feeling lonely. Maybe you're feeling like you know when when um, Jen talked about she was at college, she le- she wasn't around her family anymore. She really had time to think about things, and she was lonely. And not only did God come into her life in a real tangible way, but she also met her husband and. You know, a lot of things happened there. Um, you know, maybe you maybe you grew up around a religious, you know, background or people, you know, talked about God and you went to church. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But maybe you're maybe you're at a point where maybe you're lonely or you or you are just feeling like I don't I'm not close to God like I should be. I, I, I would wonder if there would be any chance as you're listening and I'm not I'm not trying to push this down your throat you can turn this off if you want to skip forward 5 minutes or whatever you know but I would wonder if maybe your heart might be beating a little bit and you, maybe you want to connect with God maybe you want to give your life over to him and see what it's like because I I guarantee you that it's not like trying out a new smoothie at 7 or a new slurpee flavor at 711 it's not it's not like that it's it's deeper than that and if and if you're really going through maybe a crisis or maybe maybe you just want to get things right with the person that created you, which is God, um, I would wonder if you would be willing to maybe say a prayer and ask God into your heart. I would love, you know, I don't do that on the program a whole lot. I mean, I don't want to be real pushy and I don't want to be um, obnoxious or anything. But s- seriously, genuinely, um, all of us, Dave, Jen, Amy, myself, all of us that are on the podcast right now, really, really would love to introduce you to one of our best friends, and his name is Jesus. And he's real, and he loves you, and he cares about you, and he has an awesome plan for your life. And it's not about going to church. It's not about jumping through hoops. It's not about religion. It's all about relationship and where you're at with God. And you know what? One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is is what Jen was talking about. She was she was talking about it. And here's the scripture. It says, Everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved or rescued. And I love that. That's out of Romans chapter 10. And it's just, it's an awesome scripture because it says that anybody, doesn't matter where you've been, who you've slept with, what you snorted up your nose or shot in your veins, or no matter how nasty you've been here or there, everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And maybe that's you. Maybe that's you. You know, maybe you're listening and say, you know, I just, I don't want to become one of those weird, goofy people, but I certainly need to get my heart right with God. I would love it to be able to pray for you. Is it okay, guys, if I just pray for folks real quick? All right. Father, I, I just lift up every person that is listening to this podcast. And God, I don't know what season of life they're in, but you do. 
You know, you've known them since the day they were born. Even before that, you knew them. And God, I don't know where they're at in their faith with you. I don't know if they've received you into their heart or not. But I would pray that if there's an inkling or just a, even a, a glimmer of, of curiosity in people's hearts that are listening right now, would you just answer them right where they're at? And I know the prayer that I said to you, Lord, was, was Jesus, just please just come into my heart. Forgive me. I, I don't, I don't know everything about you, but I know you died on the cross and you rose again and I, I need you to be in my life. And so I just give my heart over to you right now. That's how I said the prayer. Maybe, maybe you could do that too. Some of the most effective prayers are, are like what my wife said. Help. I need you, God. And you know, the Bible's very clear. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your boss or your, or, or you give him control of your life, you'll be saved. And, and not only saved from eternity and hell, but you get saved from all the, the crud and the junk and the yucky stuff that can come, uh, come into your life over time. And I'm just telling you, it's the best. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. To, to get right with God. And so, Lord, I just pray for, for every person, if, if they've done that, if they, maybe they could pause the iPod or whatever and just, just for a moment just speak out to you. Whatever the case is, God, I just pray that you would just touch their heart and open them up to a new relationship in you. Not religion, but a relationship. Just watch over them, keep them, and help them, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Anyway, I just kind of felt led to do that because I, I just, I don't know, you know, sometimes when we're doing the, we, doing the podcast is fun, it's entertaining and everything, but there are moments in time that I think people need to hear sound spiritual advice. You know, because there's a lot of stuff out there. Everybody wants you to do this and wants you to do that. And, uh, I just think it's so much more important to have a relationship with God. You know, it's a, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I had a thought as, um, you were praying and even before you were praying that, you know, you mentioned people who've, you know, maybe been addicted to things, sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever it is. Um, hey, what's but, wrong with rock and roll? <laughs> but, you know, there there could be people listening t- to that, um, you know, they've been very religious. They've been what they would consider a good person, and yet they feel empty. And Or they so, may have been the greeters at the church that were mean to people that were coming in. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, you could have been raised in a religious home and, and yet you just take a lot for granted and that prayer can be for you too. That mm-hmm. it, it can be just that, okay, I need to reboot. I need to, to, um, focus back on, on a relationship with Jesus instead of just going through the motions and being good or being, religious but well you know you know we used to do a thing um dave and jen you're probably familiar with this being from the baptist church and going to baptist services they would do a a prayer for people like i did like for salvation you know and asking christ into your heart but then there would also be another prayer for folks that 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 had already done that at one point in their life but they just weren't weren't living for god and i think that would be appropriate too for folks right now if they wanted to we called it the recommitment (laughs) You know. I, I think in geeky terms, we need to just say, let's reboot. Yeah, right. that works. <laughs> reboot and sin no more. What do you think? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> okay, now I'm getting goofy. Sorry. Get, get the, um, do your outerwear or whatever. Get the viruses out. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. 
my wife doing spiritual geeky comparisons. I love this. I like the analogy though. It's good. It is. It's very, it's very true. I think a lot of people can relate to that. And so that's a good thing. So, you know, I just recommend to folks that you maybe you've said that prayer before, but you, you're just feeling kind of far away from God. It never hurts to just say, you know, Lord, I recommit my life to you right now. I just, whatever, you know, you need to do, just help me out. I want to be closer to you. That's never a bad prayer to pray. Yeah. And Dave is recommending the Bible. Um, and I'm going to recommend a specific book. If you're just feeling like life is crummy right now, um, I suggest reading the Psalms because King David kind of shows you how to, how to, you know, like complain in a good way where you, <laughs> you like say, God, this is crummy. But then you turn around and say, but God, you can handle it. You're cool, dude. And, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just saying. We're in the eighties. I'm, yeah. I, You're I cool, say, dude. But I'm just saying, just to be able to express what's going on in your life. Yeah. Like King David did and be real about it and yet say, but God, you can handle it. You can pull things around. You know, you are, are able to protect me and bring me through this. And so anyway, Psalms is a good book. It is. Yeah. All right. As a, as a couple, you guys have been married for 13 years. You've been serving God. Um, you're, you're believers and you have jobs that you go to. How do you, do you incorporate your faith into your job? Because I mean, you obviously guys, you don't work for a church, right? Right. <laughs> okay. So how do you bring, how do you get your faith incorporated in what you do without getting fired? I don't uh, really say a whole lot. At work, uh, if the opportunity presents itself, I will throw something out as a generality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really don't, uh, you know, try and push an agenda, shall we say? Uh, because that would just make things. Uh, the, the company that I work for has only a very few number of employees. And though we're not a tight-knit group or anything like that, the last thing that I can afford to do is to alienate uh, one of my coworkers or, or cause a, a riff that's ongoing. So, I, you know, like I said, if it presents itself, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, I'll make mention. But other than that, I really don't say a whole lot. Well, I... I mean, what's your opinion, Dave? I mean, you've probably been around people that really force the issue with their faith. Do you think that's effective even? No, not normally. Uh, it, it tends to uh, kind of actually be a distraction. Uh, or a turnoff, yeah. The work is, I'm there to work right. and for a paycheck. Right. Uh, and to do my job and to be focused on what I'm doing. And you can ask, just about anybody, I do everything with great intensity, and, and a lot of times that means I don't even talk to people very much. So, right, I think that's one thing that contributes to my. Do my you do you have people comment on your integrity? Because I know as a, as a Christian man, I'm sure that I mean we're not perfect. I mean we all make mistakes, but I would imagine that um, in in what you do or how you do it, perhaps it's a little bit different than maybe others do in the office. Is that true? I can't really say that I've. I've paid attention to it. If somebody has made the comment or the observation, um, you have to be as subtle as a brick with me to get get some things across. And so, if it if it has come across or somebody has made those comments, I maybe I haven't really 
pays attention to it. Right. Well, it's it, it basically though, as when we serve God, it's it's who we are then instead of, I mean, the way we work is is different. <laughs> you know, but obviously, I mean, you're employed there and, and, and you have a successful career. So obviously you're doing your job and you must be doing it right. So that's good. I'd like to think so. That's great. How about you, Jen? What, what is it like in the workplace for you with your faith? Do you bring it up very often or? When, the day I was interviewed, actually, and I, I remember thinking, why did they say that? Because like, you never know if, if, you know, you're going to be judged on things like that, you know. And I just feel comfortable in saying, you know, when they asked me, uh, why do you think you're, I mean, they asked me something about my skill because I'm a, I'm a designer, a graphic designer. And they asked me something about my skill and, and I said that I was blessed and, and that not like I'm better than everyone else. Right. I didn't mean that in the least bit. I just meant that I've been blessed to have certain jobs that have put me in specific positions in order to, to, to hone my skill. And, um, that surprised me that I was so open with that, you know, especially since I didn't know the person or anything. And Were you I, thinking you didn't get the job after you said that? I wondered, yeah. And it was because the, the HR person was a little quiet when I said it. And then I was asked back for an interview, and I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> this time it was with my boss. And I found out after I was hired um, – First of all, that there were a whole lot of people that tried out for that or um, applied for that position and that um, I knew going in that um, my my the people that are in my field of work, it's a highly competitive field and there probably a lot of people who could do what I can do and, and that I needed to connect on a personal level with people. So I was being personal in my interview. Right. And so, and, and God is a big part of my life. So sure. I was talking about God and <laughs> I found it after I was hired that this, that is a Christian company, you know, owned by Christians. Oh, that's fantastic. Most, most of the people were and, um, who owned the company, which it's a family, but, um, um, and my, my boss is a Christian and so is her boss. And so it, it, I didn't even know it, you know, and I wasn't afraid to talk about it, I guess, um, just well, because. I just felt like it was right. You that's, know? that's very, very cool. I've, I've heard lots and lots of people have stories like that where uh, just somehow, some way they mentioned uh, the Lord and, and it, ch- it changed the circumstances. You know, it's, that's cool. That's really cool. And it's, it's great that you can work at a place where you can express yourself. That's cool. And what's funny is my friend Angela, she works with me and um, she's also a Christian. But um, she has her own set of beliefs, and we, we tease each other sometimes about that. And um, we have a group of friends outside of work, and there are two gins in our in our circle of friends. And unbeknownst to me, they were calling calling me Baptist gin <laughs> and, and her pagan gin. Oh no! <laughs> They're very very um, cautious about letting me know that's what they were calling me. <laughs> the group. One of the people in our group who is not very, like, um, good about keeping secrets kind of blurted it out. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone got really quiet and very concerned that I was upset about that. That's so funny. And why would I be upset that you call? I, I am a Baptist. It's not, it's. The title is not important to me, but right, right. I just feel bad for the one they called Pagan Jen. She probably no, didn't like that. She is a pagan. And I think they were concerned that I would like alienate myself from them because right. in 
I, that's the last thing I want to do. You know, it's sure. it's not right to not be friends with someone because they don't believe what you believe. And exactly. it's, it's good to be friends with people like that, especially if you're a believer. I mean, sure. it, it helps. It, it's helpful to people to know. Yeah. We don't share your. It's diverse, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, how how are people ever going to know? I mean, because really, we're we're examples. We're supposed to be examples of God on this earth. Christian means little Christ. I mean, I, I use the term believer a lot now because sometimes I don't feel like I'm a little Christ, if that makes sense. <laughs> but anyway, um, how are people going to know God or or know about Him if if we you know if we don't live for Him and and I mean, it's not like he's just going to fall out of the sky and say, "Hi, I'm Jesus, and I want to be your friend." You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's the it's our faith that hopefully is attractive to other people. So, mm-hmm. very cool. Well, I just wanted to say thank you to Jen and Dave for being on the program. Thank you, guys. It really was a great time. I, I hope everybody really enjoyed the podcast, and uh, we just really appreciate your openness and your honesty and. Uh, it's a, it was a great interview, and, and I'm just so glad that you were on the pro- program. So thank you so much. Thanks for having it. Yeah, it was fun. Didn't feel like an interview at all. Good. And would you guys be willing to come back maybe in a couple months and do another program since we had so many cool little rabbit trails we could go on to? Sure. Oh, and you know what? I did think of something to say here at the end. I wanted to thank um, Dave and Jen for being some of our actors on our Easter special. Yeah, that was great. You guys did a great yeah. job. Thanks. It was and, fun. And hopefully we can recruit you all for um, coming up around Christmas time. I think we're going to do a um, a Christmas carol musical. Yes, we are. Yeah, and we'll need actors and singers and all that. Yes, fun we will. It's going to be very fun. And I heard you were in a choir on this podcast, so we've got you now. <laughs> Dave, do you sing too? Uh, I'm a country singer. I go up to country and sing where nobody can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're hilarious. That, that goes with my solos. I sing solo, no one can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are funny. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast, and uh, we look forward to... Um, uh, and interviewing you again. So bless you. Thanks. Well, I hope you enjoyed the second part of our interview with Jen and Dave from Texas. And I hope you were encouraged. I hope that you got a little closer to God as a result of it today. That's what our goal was. So uh, just want to let you know that uh, we love you, we care about you, and uh, we're praying for you. If you have any prayer requests, please just send them in to rick at takehimwithyou.com. I'd love to pray for you, Amy, and I both would love to do that. So please uh, send your prayer requests in at rick at takehimwithyou.com. I'm going to do the last bit of the program here with a song that I wrote called You Take Me Higher. I think it'll encourage you. And then uh, next week, we are going to do a show on destroying depression. I've been reading a really good book, and I think I'd like to talk about it a little bit because I think it might help a lot of people. It's called In Pursuit of Happiness by Frank Minnerth, MD. And uh, got some great stuff out of that. Biblically, how do you get yourself out of depression? Or how do you have God get you out of depression and live a life above depression? be very interesting. I think you'll really enjoy the show. So here's the song called You Take Me Higher. Bless you. Have a great day. And I will see you next week on Take Him With You. 
Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved.